This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Greetings, everyone. Your Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. What's our mission? Our mission is to help you believe in yourself, to live your best kickin' life, your best possible life, a life of honor, a life of integrity, a life of respect, to help our society become its very, very best, a society that's happier, a society that's healthier, a society that's safer. But guess what? That starts with you, and I'm here to help you. I'm going to give you the best kick in life you can possibly want. I believe you can. Now you got to believe that you can to live your best kick in life. Greetings, everyone. Your kick in life guru, Master Rich Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. For all our uh, subscribers, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. And all our new friends out there, thank you very much for giving us a a shot here. And please, after we're done here, give us a shout out. Subscribe to our channel. Of course, you found us here on lineupmedia.fm. But uh, the podcast is found at kickinlifepodcast.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you get your podcast from. So please be sure to like us, share your thoughts, and let us know what we can do to help you live your best kick in life. So we're going to start off today, uh, like we do every episode, with a nice quote, quote of the week. And this week is, live today. Now, live today, live this whole week, but we're going to talk about today. Live today in such an awesome way that you make tomorrow jealous, all right? That's what we're going to do. We're going to do that. And, of course, you do that every single day, then every tomorrow is going to be even better than the day before. So I want to follow that up with a quote from uh, Martin Luther King Jr., and it says, If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, keep moving forward. Keep moving, keep believing, and keep doing what you were born to do. What happens too many times is we get complacent in life, and I'm just uh, as guilty as anybody else out there. You know, we're like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some time, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Well, whatever the case may be, sometimes that complacency sets in, and before you know it, a week's gone by, a month's gone by, and then two months, three months, and then it starts compounding on top of itself, and you haven't done anything productive or anything to achieve your goals in quite some time. And the hardest thing about that is it's the, um, the law of inertia. Once an item's in motion, it tends to stay in motion. But once an item's at rest, it tends to stay at rest. Well, the same thing with motivation, same thing with inspiration, and same thing as far as us as humans moving toward our goals. And uh, the first step is you have to have goals. Now, you've heard me talk about this before, and you're going to continue to hear me talk about it, because if you have no goals, you have no plans, you have nothing lined out for your future, then what are you aiming for? I mean, almost like having the greatest pilot in the world and the most expensive jet in the world, but they don't have a destination. So all they're going to do is circle around, keep going, aimlessly, nowhere. Of course, they've got a plan. They've got a plan of action of where they're going to go, just like we need to have a plan of action. Now, is that easier said than done? Absolutely. Well, so is everything in life. Everything's easier said than done. And that's just a cop out and an excuse. Take a few minutes, sit down, and decide exactly what you want to do. Starts off with one little small thing. I'm going to better me. I'm going to be a better person. And how I'm going to tell you the gift on that, or the secret to that, which is the gift, is to help somebody else. You know, we live in a me, 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 with them, what's in it for me society. And everybody's always thinking about themselves. But the thing is, if you would think, <laughs> actually, let me back up a little bit. Yes, we always, uh, the society, me, 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 putting me first. Well, if you truly wanted to put yourself first, you would learn that by helping somebody else, is going to help you, and it's going to put you first. Now, I know some of you are saying, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Really? Well, stop and think about that for a minute. 
What gives you better joy, better satisfaction than helping somebody else, than making them feel good? They smile. You feel good. They feel good. So what are you going to do that's going to build that energy, that excitement? Because everybody loves to feel good, and that's the gift that keeps on giving. So you're going to do it to somebody else. You're going to be nice to somebody else. Because nobody feels good in their heart, in their mind, in their soul about doing something disrespectful or rude to somebody. You know, off the cuff, and, you know, some of you out there think, oh, that's wrong. I've got the, this person I deal with is the meanest person in the world. I know they thrive on negativity. Well, I don't think they do. I think that's because that's the only thing they've conditioned themselves to do, and that's all they know how to do. But don't be like them, okay? Too many times we surround the people we surround ourselves with is who we become like. You, you, you don't like this person. You don't like their attitude. You don't like anything about them, but yet you continue to hang around with them because it's easy. Well, life, you know, if you're easy on yourself, you're going to live a rough life. If you're hard on yourself, you're going to live a much better life. And sometimes separating yourself from negative influences is an extremely difficult thing to do. But in reality, it's the best thing for you to do. Be you, be positive, help others, and know you're always doing the right thing. You know, I talk to kids all the time, the golden rule. And the kids remind me, oh, the golden rule. Uh, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And I say, yep, let's break that down even further. Just be nice to others. Treat others the way you want them to treat you. And even if they don't treat you that way, still treat them kind. Because the ones going to end up suffering is going to be you. You're going to feel guilty about it. You're going to feel bad about it. Don't allow anybody to impact your emotions. Don't allow anybody to control your life. Believe in you. Believe in yourself. And, you know, do the right thing. And I promise in the end it will work out. All right. So as we move forward here, I want to, um, we always talk about breaking the show up in three different segments. And uh, we're, we're going to do that. But I want to start off and uh, just sharing a little backstory with you. I'm a pretty excited, motivated guy. I guess you can hear that with my voice. You hear that with the podcast. Come out rocking, kicking, throwing right hooks and round kicks. We're ready to rock this thing. And I want to inspire you to believe in yourself. Well, I started uh, analyzing my podcast, kind of looking at them. And the last one I actually uh, recorded sitting down, just kind of talking and I don't know, almost being not me. So I started feeling like, man, I'm kind of a hypocrite. I tell everybody to be their very best, be who you were born to be, uh, attack the world, and be that person. You could, you be you, nobody else. And I was like, well, I guess there's a time for me to kind of talk, and then there's a time for me to be me. So I'll be honest with you, on this podcast, I'm going to balance it out a little bit. I'm standing up right now. I'm engaged. I'm firing right hooks and round kicks, and I'm going to bring it all to you. And with that message being said, I want to remind you, be who you were born to be. Live the life you were born to live, but most importantly, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself and achieve your goals. Of course, we talked earlier, you got to have goals. If they're not written down, what do you know what your goal is? You know, oftentimes I hear people say, I'll say, hey, do you have any goals? Yeah, I want to make more money. I said, well, okay, how are you going to do that? Well, I just want to make more money. So I'm tempted to give them a dollar and say, okay, now you got more money. What are you going to do? <laughs> but you have to decide on what that goal is. If you want a better life, then you got to make sure that you do what you need to do to live that better life. And that all starts, I'm serious, telling you, being who you were born to be. And you've heard me talk before on previous podcasts, and you're going to hear me talk about this because this seems to be the number one thing in society that holds everybody back is excuses. It's much, much easier to make excuses than it is to find solutions. Well, you're going to make excuses all you want, but only thing excuses are going to produce is more excuses. And if you're not where you're at right now, if you're not where you want to be, and you continuously make excuses, that's got to tell you something. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So if you continue to make excuses over and over and over again, you continue to produce more excuses over and over and over again, well, you're not going to change who, 
who you want to be, who you were born to be. You're not going to achieve success or your great uh, greatness that you were born to be. So quit making excuses. Find solutions. Now, it, easier said than done. Yeah, exactly. Easier said than done. But solutions, once you condition yourself to start trying to find solutions, try trying to find uh, solutions to the problems instead of just relying on an excuse, I promise you're going to condition yourself to instantly. Next time you think of making an excuse, you're going to stop. Solution. Now, you condition yourself to make excuses, you condition yourself to make solutions. Now, my, my staff at the uh, Martial Arts Academy and the Leadership Academy, they know. They don't come to me with excuses. They'll start to and they go, well, that's an excuse. I said, right. I don't want to hear excuses. Find solutions. And slowly but surely, we've conditioned them. And guess what? Not only has their productivity gone up, but their quality of life has improved as well. And the way they teach the class, the way they inspire others, because instead of just falling back on excuses, they're finding solutions. And let me give you a quick example. We've got one of our, uh, well, they're all rock stars over at the academy, but we're going to pick out one in particular who handles our inventory. And he um, uh, couldn't find the inventory sheet. And then something else was missing. Well, we had a lot of renovations and some different things, and we're putting some different systems in place. So he was unable to find it. And I talked to him yesterday about it, and I said, because I found it right when I walked in. Anyway, I said, look, here's, I'm, I'm guessing this is what went through your mind, because it probably would have went through my mind when I was your age, but I want you to be better. You probably said, oh, man, somebody moved the darn, uh, uh, what, what did I just say, inventory sheet, and now I can't find this, and now this is over here. And I said, now, you can continue finding problems, creating excuses, finding things to complain about, or say, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to find this thing, and then I'm going to bring it up in the meeting, and we're going to write a system for it. This is where this goes. This is where this goes. So instead of just making excuses and complaining, write a system. Find a solution. Now, I keep saying easier said than done because that is the number one excuse I get from everybody when I try and mention things like this. But excuses aren't going to get you anywhere. Find a solution. And guess what? He wrote that, and he goes, oh, my gosh, well, that, that, that's excellent. I said, well, continue to condition yourself to think that way. And I promise by doing so, your life's going to get much, much better because you're going to focus yourself on getting better. And getting better is finding solutions. So as we continue to move forward here, you know, uh, condition habits, um, always striving to be your best. Just like if you continue to make excuses, that's not striving to be your best. That's settling for an excuse. If you strive to be your very best, you're going to find solutions, but you're also going to push yourself to be your very best. You, and um, with that, too many times, and I, th I call this an excuse mindset, you do just enough to get by. Well, that's all I'm paid to do. That's all I'm going to do. Well, if that's the way you go through life, just doing the bare minimum to get by because that's all you're paid to do, then you're never going to be paid anymore to do what you do. Invest in yourself. Believe in yourself and the gift and do that little extra. And, of course, the other thing is, well, if I do extra, then the boss makes more money. But what about me? What about me? What about me? Well, that's about that what from society is talking about. What about me? What's in it for me? Here's the thing. You're not working for the boss. You're working for yourself. Self-educate. Do that little extra. There will always be a demand for somebody that has extra talents. Education will get you from A to B, you know, uh, formal education. But hard work, creative thought, and imagination will take you anywhere. But you got to be willing to put in the time. you got to be willing to do the extra. you got to be willing to do what others will not do. You know, the old difference between what's uh, uh, between ordinary and extraordinary, that little extra. That's it. Be somebody different. Be who you were born to be. You will get noticed. Maybe you're not noticed today. Maybe you're not noticed tomorrow. But if you condition yourself to do it, 
before you know it, you're going to get noticed. And even if you don't at this current job, you've conditioned yourself to be a better person. You've conditioned yourself to always do that little extra, and you've conditioned yourself to be the person you were born to be. Will you stand out in the crowd when you start doing that? Absolutely you will. You'll be a major standout. Do you want to be with the crowd, or do you want to stand out from the crowd? Do you want to be ordinary, or do you want to be extraordinary? Be your very best. And, of course, that all starts in that belief in yourself to do the little extra, to do what you can do to help you become your best. And that's, you know, like I said at the very beginning of this show today, too many times, or society is a me society, but when we focus only on me, that's when we fail. We focus on helping others or even helping ourselves to be our very best through helping others, you know, putting in a little extra time at work, being nice to someone else. Well, it comes back to you. So that's the true way, if you, if you want to think of it this way, to help me help you, what's in it for me, become your very best, helping others. As Zig Ziglar says, and you've heard me say this numerous times, how do you get everything you want in life? By helping enough other people get what they want, doing that little extra. So the, uh, um, I wanted to talk about uh, jobs. Now, all kinds of different jobs. I've had I don't know how many different jobs. And uh, each time, and I'm talking, let me back up a little bit here. I grew up on a farm, and growing up being a farm boy, there were a ton of responsibilities. We had a milk cow, uh, one milk cow, and that's where we got our milk from. So even at uh, nine, eight, nine years old, I'm out there doing my best to milk the cow. Now, my father was uh, in Vietnam. He's in a in, in military guy. So he was gone a lot of the times. He was a owner, operator, a truck driver. So he was gone. And I had my mom and my sister uh, growing up on the farm here. We had horses and cows. And as I mentioned, the milk cow. So at an early age, you're given all kinds of chores, all kinds of um, duties to do around, you know, feeding the animals. And then, of course, uh, I was kind of, the, even at eight or nine years old, the man of the house, if you would be, because dad was gone a lot. But everything I tried to do, I was conditioned to always put forth my very best. Even if it was something I totally hated doing, I can't imagine anybody would enjoy doing it, was shoveling the stalls, you know, shoveling the poo. Yeah, a lot of fun. But I tried to make a fun game out of it. I always tried to do my best. For whatever, in my mind, I always thought, you know what? There's going to be somebody come down and see, man, you are the greatest stall shoveler in the world. Wow. So now, did that ever happen? Of course not. But it was all about the conditioned response, kind of the, the message that my father taught me. And his teaching methods were what he had grew up with. So they were a little rugged and a little rough. Uh, but, you know, it ingrained the, the value of hard work, always doing your best. So I'm always doing my best. One, I didn't want Dad to get on to me, and I was always trying to impress Dad. But the other thing was I, uh, uh, the creative thought was, you do good at this, well, darn it, it's going to motivate you to do good at something else. And it's going to motivate you to do good at something else. So some of you might be saying, well, you know what? I didn't grow up on a farm. I never had to shovel poo. I never had to milk a cow. I never had to do this. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't have to do that. And you may say, well, I've never been conditioned to put forth that little extra. Well, who's in charge of your life? You are. Okay? I'm here telling you, you can be, you can do anything you want to do. Look, I'm on here on this podcast. I've got my own podcast, for crying out loud, talking to you, motivating, inspiring you. And where'd I grow up? Shoveling poo. So if I can do this, anybody can do this. But you got to be willing to, well, in life, take the hits. But you got to be willing to put forth that little extra. And it all starts. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Today, like I mentioned at the very beginning, a little quote of the day, make today so awesome that yesterday is jealous and tomorrow, well, I think I goofed it up at the beginning, didn't I? <laughs> so anyway, the quote was, uh, make today so awesome that yesterday is jealous. And then as tomorrow comes along, you're going to make this awesome day jealous of what you're doing today. So as you continue to move that thing forward, but you got to believe in doing the little extra. Now, a little extra doesn't mean you go from zero to 100 
I mean, if you could do that, that'd be great, but you'll never sustain it. Little bitty incremental baby steps. Maybe it's another smile at somebody. Maybe it's uh, spending less time on Facebook, reading all the drama and download a free motivational app. One little thing. Maybe it's listening to this podcast over and over again. This will inspire you to maybe listen to another podcast that will get your your, uh, motor running, feeling good about yourself. But little baby steps. But I'm telling you, you have the power to be and do whatever you want to do, but you have to believe in yourself and you have to condition those habits to change. And uh, we're not born with any habits. Every habit we have, every one we have, is something we've created, whether it be good or bad. With all that being said, it really makes me think about the legacy. What legacy are you going to leave behind? Who's going to uh, who's going to remember you, and what are you going to be remembered for? And some of you are saying, "Well, I don't have a legacy. I'm just I'm just me." Listen, if you're doing anything, you're impacting people. Okay. Now, I guess if you're sitting at home <laughs> being a hermit, not doing much of anything, well, that that's your choice, you know. And and maybe if you think that's what you're born to do, maybe it is. I don't know. But I know that us as human beings are meant to interact with others. We're meant to help engage others. We're meant to help, you know, be with others to help them feel their best in order to help ourselves feel our best. It's engagement, being out, being involved. Um, So what legacy, as I mentioned here, are you going to leave behind? What are people going to remember you for? Are they going to remember you as the person that when you walked into the room, man, the room brightened up. It's like, whoa, God, that guy brings so much positive energy. Or when you walk out of the room, is that when the energy starts? Like, man, I'm glad they're gone. Holy cow. You know, turn the lights back on. That was dark. But what legacy are you going to live behind? Okay. How are you going to impact anybody? And we talked about conditioned responses. If you think about the number of people you come in contact with on a daily basis, think about that for a minute. And think about how a simple smile at somebody or a simple hello to somebody else or a simple just, uh, especially if you're in an office building, you're working with others, just say, you know what? I just want to say every day you're smiling. You do such a great job. Thank you very much. Taking that, what was that, two seconds to do that, to say that. Now think about the profound impact that's going to have on somebody. As opposed to the other thing, just walking by, hey, how you doing? All right, good deal. Stop. Hey, man, how's it going today? Good deal. And if it's somebody you haven't met before, introduce yourself to that person. And then say something nice about them. Okay? And if you can't find anything nice, just smile. (laughs) But you're making an engagement. You're making an impact in others' lives. So as we continue moving forward about what is uh, um, your legacy, I think the big thing is once you're done and gone, who will miss you? Who will carry on what you started? Who's going to continue you? Or does it all die with you? Now, that's, that's deep. I get that. I really get that. But we're brought here on this earth. We're all created different in order to make an impact. We all have a special gift. And you've heard me talk about this many times before, and it's pretty much my whole theme of the Kicking Life podcast here, is you believe in you. You were born different than anybody else. There's over 7 billion people in the world. There's only one of you. You've got a gift that nobody else has. Utilize that gift. Don't be afraid to use that gift. Take that gift to the moon and back. But that's your gift. But you have to believe in it. So with that gift, and you've heard me continue to say, believe in yourself. And I want you to say this to yourself. I can do this. I am special. I'm amazing. I'm an original. I'm one and only. I'm me. I'm awesome. Now, I know that sounds corny, but I tell you what, the power of looking in the mirror and saying those things or just saying them and hearing those things is going to motivate and inspire you to do that little extra today. And remember, you're not really working for the boss. You're not working for anybody else. You're working to develop the best you. You're different. And you know what? Not everybody is going to agree with you. Most of the time, they're not going to agree with you. And, uh, uh, 
you're probably not going to get a lot of encouragement and support when you start doing and thinking outside the box. And you've heard me talk before about my book. It's called Square Peg, Round Hole. Why try to fit in when you're born to stand out? Well, I'm telling you, standing out from the crowd is tough. It's extremely tough to do. But if you're in with the crowd, what makes you any different? Nothing, because you're just the mold of them. I want you to believe in yourself and stand out. So let me share a story with you. Um, I was a PE teacher in the Edwardsville School District for 11 years. Oh, man, I enjoyed that job. I enjoyed that job a lot. Uh, even Backing up even further, I was the guy that uh, didn't graduate college until I was, what was I, 30 years old, I guess. And uh, it was one of those, I was doing all kinds of different jobs here and there. I had the, you know, the martial arts was always a central theme, and I was a and arguably a pretty good athlete at uh, baseball, football, and hockey were my main three sports, and then a martial arts and as a personal trainer. So I was always around the gym, always uh, um, working with athletes. It was great, and uh, but I had different jobs during the day. Like one of my jobs was a salesman. I was a coffee salesman, and from that I would go and uh, go to the gym at night, do personal training, to teach martial arts classes, uh, do self defense classes and teach rape awareness classes, all the different things in there uh, mixed in. But it all had and then, of course, motivate sports teams with uh, uh, motivational speeches and talks, just trying to pump them up to believe in themselves. But my whole, my whole thing was, uh, you know, something seemed to be missing, and I was enjoying part of it. So I decided to go back to school. Now, school was not easy for me. I'll be 100% honest with you. I was the guy that it took 10 years to get a two-year degree because I was going off and on. But then once I got my mindset, it took me two years to get a four-year degree. And I had my degrees in kinesiology, the study of human movement, which was perfect for everything that I did, kind of tied it all in together. Well, I got a job as a PE teacher, well, I still, and that which I loved. I really, truly loved the impact I had. I had a ton of fun just playing around, you know, playing PE with the kids. And But I brought the values of what we do at the academy, the leadership values of honor, integrity, and respect, and honesty. So I would teach during the day and then have the academy at night. Well, it got to the time where the academy was growing, which was kind of my end-all, be-all goal. I had that goal, that flight plan, if you will. I was wanting to teach 10 years and then focus on the business full-time. I ended up teaching 11, so I had one more year, but uh, I'm actually glad I had that last year because that, that year of all the years, I made a... Um, all kinds of connections that I hadn't made in previous years. So, you know, the old, there's a plan for, plan for this, a plan for that. I, I kind of believe in that, that that helped out that last year. But anyway, um, as I'm, you know, considering this is going to be my last year of teaching in the school system and go to the business full time, I started sharing my thoughts with people, started asking people. And aside from my wife, I don't think I got one bit of support from anybody. Pretty much it was, are you out of your mind? What are you doing? You're leaving a great job. You're leaving. you got retirement. You've got insurance. Oh, my gosh, you're going to go out in this world. Now, this was 2012 uh, was my last year teaching. So the economy had recovered a little bit from the 2008 bomb, but it was still pretty doggone tough. And uh, the studio was doing okay, but, you know, here I'm giving up uh, whatever the heck I was making at the time, which was a pretty substantial amount for, you know, teachers only work nine months out of the year. Now, I'm not knocking teachers. That's one of the hardest jobs I've had <laughs> mentally, physically, and emotionally. I loved it because of what I got in return for it, but it was a pretty doggone challenging job. And I've had, like I mentioned before, shoveling poo, and I worked construction for a number of years as a salesman. I worked at uh, in restaurants for a number of years, so I had my fair share out there, and they were all challenging jobs. Um, but teaching was pretty doggone challenging. But I tell you what, it was also the most fulfilling and rewarding job because you saw the direct, profound impact I was, you know, I was making on the kids and what teachers make on the kids. Now, you know, the old thing, are there good teachers, bad teachers? Well, yeah, there's good at anything and everything. Now, for the most part, I don't think many people go into teaching um, uh, for, I, I don't know, it's, yeah, they get paid okay, but 
the money doesn't match the uh, the amount of stress, effort, and uh, things they put into it. That what matches is the impact you see on the kiddos there. So, and are there bad ones? Yeah, like I said, but there's bad things at every profession. But I want to toy with that right now. I want to continue talking about when I went to quit teaching, and the number of people that I spoke with were business owners themselves. And I tell you, it was really deflating. I remember speaking with one lady, and I, and uh, she asked how the business uh, was going. And uh, I mentioned, you know what, I think this is going to be my last year teaching. I'm going to focus on the business. She goes, oh, my gosh, I think that's the worst decision you could possibly do. Do you not realize how tough it is out in the business world? Do you not realize this? You're giving up your pension. You're giving up your uh, retirement. You're giving up your salary. You're giving up your job security and everything you've got for, you know, you may like it, but it's really a hobby. And to be honest, I was floored that she had said that because I was like, oh, my gosh, I figured this lady who owns her own business would be excited for me. But uh, she wasn't. And then my parents, by all means, they thought I was, well, they've always thought I was little Looney Tunes because I'm always dabbling and sampling different things. But uh, anyway, I did. And it was pretty doggone tough, to be honest with you. But I believed in myself. I believed in my God-given talents and abilities. And now we're moving forward. The academy has grown by leaps and bounds. We actually own the building now when we've renovated and we have two training mats going. And by doing that and a belief in myself, it allowed me to be me. So I've gotten a chance to go around to all the different schools and give a little speeches to the kiddos about believing in yourself. Things I wasn't able to do when I was teaching. Sure, I could teach in the class, but I had a curriculum I had to teach in the class. Now I'm able to do those things. So my whole point to you of telling you that story is there's a good chance when you go to live your passion, your dream, be who you were born to be, you're going to be met with all kinds of challenges, adversity, and the chance of not many people, if anybody at all, believing in you. But you have to be the one to believe in you. You have to know in your heart that I can do this. Now, am I going to tell you it's easy? No, it's not easy. Now, if anybody tells you it's easy, you know, you don't listen to those people either, okay? You don't listen to the ones that tell you you can't do it, and then you don't listen to the people that are going to tell you it's easy. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be hard. Now, I wish somebody would have told me, I guess they tried, maybe I was just too stubborn to listen. It's difficult. But here, you know, you got to work your whole life anyway. You might as well pursue a passion, pursue something that makes you happy, makes you feel good about you, and live the life you were born to live. But you got to be willing to take the hits, as Rocky says. You got to be willing to take the hits and keep moving forward. You got to be able to give what you got, everything you've got, and keep moving forward because that's how winning is done. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're not going to live your best possible life. But you have to believe in you above all else. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick little break here and uh, come back with the second part. And I think you'll be extremely excited with what we're, where I'm going with this uh, direction here on not only believing in yourself, but uh, share a story with a gentleman I ran into yesterday uh, who is living his best life. And he's been through some ups and downs, but it was really inspiring to me. So I'll be back with you in just a second. Hey everyone, it's Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan here. Just to remind you, subscribe to our podcast at kickinlifepodcast.com. We're also available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're a proud member of the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Okay, so I was just looking over uh, some of my notes here, and sometimes I get to talking about this, that, and everything else and get a little scatterbrained, so thanks for following along. Uh, I want to share a quote with you, and um, I'm all about quotes, and I think you, you realize that from the previous shows, and uh, I'm going to continue throwing these quotes at you simply because they are uplifting to me, and I'm hoping it has the same impact on you. Albert Einstein, he said, Imagination is more valuable than knowledge. So let that seek in a little bit. Imagination is more valuable than knowledge. And he goes on to say, Knowledge will get you from A to B, but imagination will take you anywhere. 
So the whole message on that is dream and dream big. Imagine and imagine huge. But that, that, that all starts, once again, sometimes people don't have, a, well, I don't have a college education. Well, I only got a, a, a high school education. Only got this, only got that. Well, you determine what you want to do with you. If you want to go back to school like I did late in life, you can do that. Is it easy? No. But if you have a passion, you want something, you got to pursue it, and you'll find a way to make it work, or you'll find an excuse. You know what I, how I feel about excuses? Solutions, solutions, solutions. Even if you don't want to go back to school, the best education, and I'm going to share this with you, I've received more in the last five to six years than I have my whole life combined. And the biggest reason for that, I started surrounding myself with different people, people that had visions, goals, this mastermind group, people are doing far better than I'm doing. And of course, they're going to lift me to their level. You know, your product, as Jim Rohn says, are the four to five people you surround yourself with the most. So if you're around, and I, I, I challenge you to do this, you the four to five people, write their names down. And, you know, within, uh, you're going to be a mix of not only their attitude, their personality, but also their income, and then also the standard they have set for themselves or the group without even really writing a standard down. And I, and I guarantee you're right smack dab in the middle of that. So raise your standards. And is it easy to, you know, eliminate friends? No, and I'm not saying be rude about it, but I am saying this is your life. Live your best life. Anyway, in the last five years, I have read over 100 books. Now, this is from a guy that, you know, basically, not only did I not like to read, I pretty much despised it. And I had to, you know, read this and that for college and get through. And, you know, I'm surprised I, I was able to make it, to be honest with you. But I believed enough in myself to make it happen. And that's more power to you out there listening that if this guy can do it, you can do it as well. But you got to be willing to do it. So anyway, through you know, uh, fighting through it, I finally started picking up some books and reading. And I'll be honest with you, there's some easy books at first, mostly just quote books. But you got, I conditioned myself, got in a pattern, a habit of reading books. And then audio books. Oh, my gosh. And Zig Ziglar calls this, anytime you're in your car is the perfect time to get an education. He calls it automobile education or automobile, automobile university. You pop in these uh, audio, audio books. can't even talk here, tongue-tied. <laughs> Audible books or books on CD. And, it, 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 yeah, you can listen to the uh, fiction ones if you want, but the ones I listen to are on success from people like Jim Rome, from Darren Hardy, from Zeke Ziegler, Jack Canfield. Uh, these are some of my favorites. Tony Robbins, of course, and um, Gary Vanderchek's another one. Uh, Simon Sinek, all these authors that are just powerful. And it's all about not only believing in yourself, but a good reality check, too, letting you know that, you know, things aren't going to be easy, but you were born to live and be who you were born to be. So I highly recommend self-education, okay? If you're done with the education model, continue to self-educate. Now, there's a, I read a study the other day that after uh, people get out of high school and, you know, the ones who go to college, we'll talk about that in a second, but after people get out of high school, only 15%, 15 to 20% ever read another book that has anything to do with growth. Now, they may read fiction novels, which is fine. At least you're reading something. But if you want to develop who you are, you've got to self-educate, continue to self-educate. Uh, Jim Rome says that formal education will get you a life. Self-education will get you wealth beyond your wildest dreams. And that's living success. So I um, mentioned about you know, the imagination. I ran into a guy yesterday, and I stopped by, and you know, I'm going to give him a little plug here. It's uh, Underground Artwork. It's a tattoo place. And, you know, a lot of people think, man, is, that's the kind of guy you hang around with. You know what? Don't judge a book by its cover. 
This guy, uh, yeah, he's got tattoos all over himself, but my gosh, this guy is an artist. And he's not only an artist, he's an entrepreneur. So, I, you know, I've got a couple tattoos myself. And uh, every time I'd go in and talk to the guy, man, it was refreshing. And I think it was refreshing for him just to have another entrepreneur to talk to. Well, anyway, well, I was in there. I haven't seen him for a number of years, and he's moved his spot a couple times. And uh, he, when I was in there, we were talking about business, and he had said that his wife handles all his administrative duties, takes all the paperwork. And I was like, you know what? That's something I've been thinking about for a while. I need to get that happen, make that happen. So I went home, started talking to my wife about doing it. Long story short, and I'll touch on this maybe in another podcast. She uh, she was a nurse, and uh, she was kind of the breadwinner of the family. And that was my sugar mama. She was making all the money. Well, I'd quit my teaching job in 2012, so it was really on her. And then in 2014, she actually quit her nursing job to kind of go all in with the business. And that's a whole story for I me. Mean, that, that's a podcast in itself talking about it. it was a little tough for a while there for us to – uh, work side by side, back and forth, because yeah, I'm, I don't know, I'm all over the place as far as type A++++, which might be the only plus I've ever gotten in school, personality, and she's more reserved. We're, we're kind of bipolar opposite. We're the direct yin and yang. Um, I'm totally extroverted, and she's pretty much introverted. But anyway, I remembered that, that he said that worked for him. So I took that and applied it. Well, yesterday when I uh, went by, I saw you open a new place. Well, I popped in just to say hi and say congratulations. I haven't seen him for a number of years. So I go in there and say, hey, man, I'm so proud of you. Great job, this new location. And he says, well, thanks. He said, I appreciate that. He says, uh, uh, but, what, you know, it didn't go off as easy as I had hoped. And I'm like, well, most things don't. Well, come to find out, he this partner that he had at the other place, I, I don't want to speak out of character here, but uh, apparently they had a misunderstanding and his partner um, – bought him out and pretty much said, you're done. And it was all legal and this and that. Well, uh, Eric's this guy's name. I'll share his name with you. And uh, like I mentioned, underground artwork. So if you decide you need a tattoo, he's a wonderful guy. Well, the whole reason for me telling you this story is him battling through the adversities and the challenges. He could have very easily given up, but he had a passion. He had a dream. And I'll tell you what, he is an artist. This guy, he is pursuing his goal, his life. So we were talking, and uh, there was another guy in there talking about how he wished he would have went to this school, went to this school. And Eric says, yeah, I probably should have done that. I said, my gosh, Eric, are you kidding me? Look at you. You're an artist. Look what you've done. And it's like the first time anybody ever told him that. And he said, you know, you're right. I'm doing what I want to do. So he went on to tell me about this split up with his partner and how much money it cost him. So he got a new place, but he was continued to do this passion. And being an entrepreneur, being anybody that's out there, you're going to be met with all these adversities and these challenges. And from me personally, there has been numerous times when I've wanted to give up, just say, you know what? I, I can't do this. This is too much, too much. And truly wanted to do that. But then stop and think, why did I do it in the first place? So you continue to battle through. So you're going to go through those challenges. So not only is he going to go through the challenge of that, I shared with him, I said, hey, is your, is your wife still handling all your administrative duties? Because, boy, when you told me that, I went home and I actually put that plan in action. It took a couple years to manifest, but that's what I do. He says, no, uh, my wife and I got a divorce. I'm like, holy cow, God. I said, there's another shot. He goes, yeah, that all kind of happened. Uh, um, it was all manifesting around the same time. And then he says, um, I, he goes, well, my new girlfriend was helping me out with it a little bit, but then she had a motorcycle accident and uh, uh, she's been in the hospital for the last two months and uh, there, I don't know, all kinds of uh, brain damage that so she's going to be okay, he said, but she's having to go through all kinds of different surgeries and rehab and everything else. And he says, 
yeah, it's it's been a lot. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy went through a divorce. You know, his wife was handling his paperwork. His partner pretty much booted him out. And now his new girlfriend that was starting to help him out had a major motorcycle accident. So he goes to work and then goes and helps her and so forth. So my point of telling you this story is the fact that here this guy was smiling. He was talking. You could hear and and feel the pain of his story. But he was moving forward. He wasn't letting that get him down. He was proud of what he accomplished. And doggone right, he should have been proud of what he accomplished beautiful uh, spot that he has, but it's the power of continuing to believe in yourself. But it's also, you know, I've been wanting to pop in there for months since I saw I got this new place. But yesterday I was like, you know what, I'm going to make time and I'm just going to do this. Well, I pop it in. It was beneficial for both of us. But I think by me saying, hey, man, you're an artist. Don't give up on your dreams was the right thing to say at the right time. So never miss an opportunity to do that for somebody else. If you're wanting to stop in, stop in. But to be honest with you, I got more out of it than he did. So by me taking my time to stop in and just say congratulations, I gained a whole new respect for him. Uh, I already had it already because he worked hard and he's a, he's a wonderful artist. But the fact that he's going through all these challenges all at once, but yet he's still battling through. He's still fighting through. He's not giving up. And that's what I talk about, about believing in yourself, pursuing your dreams, and being who you were born to be, that little extra that's going to make the difference. You know, he goes, gets there, and being an entrepreneur, those out there that will listen, you know how tough that job is, okay? You got nothing else. I mean, if you don't make it happen, you don't get paid. You don't get paid, there's no food for your kids. So it's pretty tough out there. And then not to mention all that, but the obstacles of owning a business, and then all, <laughs> all the naysayers, sometimes that stuff starts to factor in. You start to ask yourself, why am I doing this? That's when you got to get back to thinking, why did I start this? Because I am doing what I was born to do. I'm pursuing my gift. I'm being the person that God made me to be. Okay, so uh, I don't know. hope that story inspired you, man. That that, uh, that was good yesterday. I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I couldn't wait today to get in here and do the podcast to tell you all about that. And uh, definitely a shout-out to a wonderful, wonderful man there. He's doing what he can do. I believe in you, buddy. You keep up the great work. Okay, a little short break. When we come back, uh, uh, I'm going to talk a little more about about giving up or not giving up, believing in yourself, but uh, also discuss the the effect that uh, negative influence has on you mentally, emotionally, and physically, and uh, how that ties into stress. Hey everyone, you're Kicking Life Guru Master Rich Grogan here, just giving a shout out to our other podcast, which is the Cowboys Podcast. And that's available at cowboyspodcast.com. It's also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. And just another great show from the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. All right. So negativity and the direct negative impact it has on your mind, your body, uh, physically, mentally, and emotionally. So let me start off with another quote. And this is probably, well, like I always say, my favorite. You know, I don't know if I can narrow it down to a favorite quote. Actually, there's one that really rains. I'm jumping off topic here, but uh, this is the quote back in, and I didn't even touch on this yet. This will be another podcast, but how uh, I got married in 1996, uh, August of 96. February of 97, so you can count up the number of months. That's not that many. I, I was up two in the morning reading through some positive motivational quotes, and I came across this one, which is my all-time, I guess, favorite, if you will. A man can never explore new oceans if he's afraid to leave the shore or afraid to lose sight of the shore. Afraid to move away from the dock, move away out into the ocean. 
You're never going to explore new oceans if you're afraid to get away. So once again, a man can never explore new oceans if he's afraid to leave the shore. Two in the morning, I wake my wife up and say, you know what? I'm going to go in the morning and quit my job. I'm going to start the business. And she's like, are, 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 you, are you, you out of your mind? Now, I was a, a coffee salesman at the time. And uh, I talked about going back to school. So quit the coffee job. The next day, just got up on a word processor and our younger crowd, and you're probably not sure what a word processor is, but that's before we really had the computers and everything else. So I typed up my resignation, took that thing in, and pretty much quit. And that was the day that Grogan's Martial Arts and Fitness was formed. Formed it there, and then I decided to go back to school to get my degree in kinesiology and move forward from there. But um, that quote seriously changed my life, and I think about that often, especially sometimes when I feel like I'm a little too close to the shore. And I want to explore those other oceans. So anyway, um, as I said, I've got so many different favorite quotes. But the one I wanted to share with you is this one. It's from Napoleon Hill. And he's the author of many great books. But one that sticks out in particular is Think and Grow Rich. And he says, what the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. What the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. So whatever you believe, whatever you can think up, You believe enough in it, you can achieve it, but you got to be willing to put forth the work. Now, same thing with that. Whatever input you put in the mind is going to determine the kind of day you have, the type of person you're going to become. So Zig Ziglar talks about all the time, stinking input leads to stinking output. So if you're constantly uh, influenced and influxed with negativity, then your mind's only going to focus on negative thoughts. There's only so much capacity in there. You can almost like block the bad and accept the good. So the detrimental effect that negativity has not only is going to make you a more negative person, it's going to make you grumpy, it's going to make you cranky, it's going to stress you out because the the body's not meant to be that way. And here's the thing that happens. When you're stressed, and that could be from reading uh, uh, stuff on Facebook, on social media, watching the news, which you know I'm against, you know, CNN, constantly negative network. The only thing they bring to you is yucky stuff. You don't need that. But what happens is when you're watching something that ticks you off or that stresses you out or makes you feel yucky or gross or negative, your cortisol goes up. And what what is that? That's through stress, okay? That's your fight-or-flight chemical in your body. Now, when you have uh, cortisol running through your veins and running through your body, here's what happens to your body. Most of your other systems shut down. Your immune system shuts down. Your digestive system shuts down because you got this cortisol, which is there for the fight or flight. And it was conditioned there. If you know somebody uh, jumps out and tries to mug you, bang, that's a fight or flight. So everything else is to shut down. So all your senses are focused on defending yourself, protecting yourself. But we're never meant to stay in that stress state. But unfortunately, we're in that all the time with all the negativity that's bombarding us. Well, what happens is you think about it, the fight or flight, then not only does that take up a lot of energy and a lot of uh, uh, you know, your resources, but as I mentioned, your digestive system and your immune system are shut down. So they're not functioning properly because you're stressed out. So if your digestive system and immune system shut down too long, well, what happens then? Well, you're going to get sick. You're going to be uh, subjected to illnesses because your immune system is not working. You're going to be bloated. You're going to have stomach pains. You're going to get sick from your digestive system not doing its proper job. So then when they, the fight or flight's gone, now they got to work overtime to play catch up. So the body was never meant to be stressed as we stress it with, with pretty much everyday life with all the negative influences. So now I know what you're saying. Well, how in the world do I, I, I avoid that? Well, you have to make conscious choices. So with Facebook... 
Um, yeah, you, you go on there and I post things on my page simply because I got a following and fans. But I'm proud to say this is the 11th day in a, ro- in a row that I have not read a news feed in Facebook. Now, you say, oh, 11 days. Well, I used to spend a little too much time on that. Now, granted, I was always looking for some positive messages and positive uh, um, pictures and quotes and clip arts to share. But unfortunately, the majority of the time, I'd only go on there for five minutes before I knew I'd wasted a half an hour. And a lot of the stuff I read made me angry because <laughs> it's like, oh, come on. you know. So what happens there, that fight or flight, so overflux of cortisol. And the, the half hour I spent on that was a nonproductive half an hour. And to be honest with you, a lot of times that half an hour would turn into another 45 minutes, and I would reply to a post that I probably shouldn't have. And I'm sharing these things with you because if you're having the same issues, I'm telling you what, this is what I did. I took the Facebook app moved it, put it in a folder, and I don't see it right now. It's in, And I could find it, but it's out of sight, out of mind. What do I have in front of it? I always had them there, but now they're the only ones on this first page of my phone, and that's motivational, inspirational apps to help me read those, my spark quotes, my uh, um, uh, brainy quotes, my daily word. All those things are right there for me to see. My daily calm, which is my meditation app. They're there. I see those, and I'm not tempted to push that Facebook button. Now, some of you could be saying, well, I thought martial artists, self-discipline, and all those things you teach. Well, yeah, but I'm a human being too. And if it's there, I need a little work on the self-discipline. So what I did in order to help that self-discipline, I moved that thing. And that really helps with that. So if you're having trouble with something, well, you got to do what you can to make it right. And you've got to be the one to do it. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that with that negativity coming in. Please, for the sake of your health, the sake of your life, Eliminate the stress. Eliminate the negativity. Replace it with positivity. Replace it with a podcast that's inspiring, making you feel good about being you. A podcast that's telling you to believe in yourself, to look in the mirror and say those things. Hey, you, I believe in you. You can do anything and block out all the negativity. Focus on your goal. And we got to have a goal. Remember, we talked about that earlier, too. Write those things down. Now, you know, I'm going to spend a couple minutes. I didn't plan on doing this on this podcast, but I will. With goals, the reason most goals aren't achieved, it's not that they're too big, but people list too many of them. If you list just one or two goals, and you know the old number's three, if you've got three, that's fine, but work toward those goals. Now, it could be a huge goal. It could be that I want to quit my job in five years. I want to quit my job tomorrow. Now, you know, I did that, but I'm not encouraging to do that because that just, that wasn't the most well thought out plan. But my thing was, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump on in. And I've made plenty of mistakes by diving in head first when I found out the water was only two foot deep, you know, <laughs> but um, now you pay the price for those things, but you learn, but you keep moving. I'm a little bit older now. I'd like to think of things a little more strategic and uh, plan them out. So set your goal. Maybe it's quit your job in five years. Maybe it's start a business in five years. Maybe you're going to, in uh, the next five years, you're going to read 100 books, whatever that goal may be, set that baby up there. Now, don't set your goals too low to make them too easy. Set those babies high. Set that standard high. But what you need to do in order to make that is put little benchmarks in order to climb up to that goal. When I was a personal trainer, people would, uh, you know, number one thing was losing weight. I want to lose 20 pounds. I'm like, okay, well, we can work toward that. Well, the thing is, without benchmarking that, I don't know how many people would quit when they'd lost 18 17, 19 pounds. The reason being is, well, I didn't fulfill my goal. It was 20 pounds. 
if we had benchmarked to show how far they've come, they could say, I can say, you know what, you got two pounds to go. You can do this. I remember when you were here. I remember when you were here. I remember when you were here. Because visualization is so powerful. You've got to see it. But to jump, and it's almost like, uh, you know what, I'm going to jump up and touch ceiling. I'm going to jump up and touch ceiling. Yep, I couldn't touch it. I guess I'm no good. However, if you would benchmark how high you've gotten each time, you're going to see how much you've improved and how close you are to that goal. Just like the weight loss goal or any other goal you have, set those benchmarks in there. Therefore, it's almost like a ladder. You can see yourself climbing up and you look back, my gosh, I have climbed way up this ladder here. It's, it's less to go up two more, hypothetically speaking, if your goal was 20 pounds and you're at 18, two more rungs. I can do this. I can do this. I can do two pounds. You're going to fulfill and, and achieve that goal. However, if you don't have any benchmarks in there, if you just kind of jump up, jump up, well, I didn't make it. I give up. And unfortunately, that happens to the majority of people who take the time to sit down and write their goals out. Now, most people don't even write their goals out. You know, there was a, a study done at Harvard uh, years ago, and it talked about the um, not only the power of writing your goals down, but looking at them and working toward them. And it said out of 100 graduates that um, uh, three out of the 100 wrote down their goals, three of them, and the others did not. After 20 years, they went back and found out those three people that wrote down their goals had achieved more than the other 97 combined. It's amazing, the power of writing the goals down. Now, simply writing the goal down isn't going to bring the goal, but you see it. You see it in your mind, what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve, and how you can uh, um Make it believe as you continue to look at that daily, that goal over and over and over again. Now, that's a whole other podcast where I'll talk about goals. I'll talk about um, a huge Cowboy fan. Some of you know that. Emmett Smith, who's the all-time leading rusher, how he took that goal and wrote it down. All type, different types of success um, with, with goals and achievement. But uh, we'll talk about that on a more in-depth basis in another podcast. But my whole point for you is you've got to write it down. You've got to believe in yourself, and you've got to do those little benchmarks in order to make it happen. So there's two sides to think of that. You know, Some people say set your goals low. That way you reach them, you feel success. And others say set your goals so doggone high that uh, um, you, you may never reach them, so you continue to strive for them. I'm, I'm kind of in the, in the middle on that. You want to set your goals. Yeah, I'm all for high as you can be. Therefore, if you do reach that goal, it is life-changing. But definitely set minor little benchmarks in there to keep you moving forward, almost like rungs on a ladder. Because if you just continue to jump up and miss, you're going to eventually give up. So big goal, but small incremental goals in order to reach that big goal to kind of inspire you to keep moving forward. So a little workout tip. I uh, um, Got out of the habit of exercising. I was, you know, an exercise machine all the time at the gym. And, you know, I still go to the martial arts academy, but it's more business than it is actually exercise and working out. So I said, you know, I got to start doing this. Well, what did I do? I went and killed myself at the gym. And it's like, oh, my gosh, after not going for some time, that's the worst thing you can do. Small little steps, small little steps. So I'm going to share with you, kind of personal here, but I, um, we've got an elliptical at home. Three days, four days ago, I said, you know what? This is it. I'm getting on this elliptical, and I'm not going to kill myself. I'm just going to go for five. And I said, you know, let's go seven. Seven minutes, four days in a row. Now, I know that's not a lot, but it's the compound effect, continuously going. Now, was it a challenge? 
eh, yes and no. But my whole thing was I wasn't out to kill myself. I was out about reestablishing a good habit, a good pattern of doing that. So after I got off that, what I do? Jumped in the floor, and I'm reading a book right now. It talked about the power of one, and he talks about just starting off with one push-up. And you'll never do just one. You'll do more than that. But if you set your goals, I'm doing 50 every day, and you don't get the, the 50, then you're kind of, oh, well, I didn't reach my goal here. Start off small, work your way toward it. So I started off with just going to do 10, end up doing 25, which, I don't know, push-ups, I, I do those at, the, at uh, the studio all the time with the kids. But it was the power of doing one thing, which led to another, which led to another. But I laid that out. Here's the goals I've set for myself. I'm going to reach these goals because I'm going to believe myself, but I'm going to take those small steps in order to consistently do it. And you're going to get much more out of consistently doing something than everywhere once in a while killing yourself at something because you're never going to continue with it. Now, as we know, time comes and goes. And the reason uh, I talked about the power of five years, what I do with my staff and I do for myself, I write down goals in chunks, six-month goal, a year goal, three-year goals, five-year goals, and 10-year goals if we can reach out that far. And there's an old saying, the only difference you are uh, today than you, the person you will be a year from now, three years from now, and five years from now are the books you read, the people you meet, and the goals you achieve. That's it. If you don't do any of those three things, then you're going to be the same exact person. And however old you are listening to this, you know how fast time flies. And it seems like the older we get, the more mature we get, the quicker it flies on by. I mean, I'm looking at the clock here, and it looks like, you know, I've been talking for almost 50 minutes here. It just boom, 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 and what you do with that. So I know I've been all over the radar here, and that's kind of how I am with things. Things pop in the head. But I wanted to stay with a central uh, a couple things we talked about. And number one, as always, belief in yourself. We talked a little bit more about goal setting. But the biggest things I want you to obviously you take away from this podcast, whatever works for you, whatever golden nugget that can help you achieve the, your success to be the very best person you can be. But I want you to also think about that negativity, you know, that's coming in. Good input. Boy, you're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to have good output. And the body's going to react better because it's not under stress. However, negative input is going to stress the body out. And when the body's stressed out, like I mentioned, cortisol is flowing through your veins there. The immune system shuts down. The digestive system shuts down. All your other systems shut down because the body is now in fight mode. I've got to protect myself. I've got to protect myself. All stressed out. Well, that's no way to live life. And if you live your life continuously like that, you're going to, if you don't already, have serious health issues. So that all has to do with the input. It all has to do with believing in yourself as well. So as a quick recap, uh, kind of the whole show here, number one, as we always talk about, believe in yourself. Don't allow others. Don't allow negative influences. Don't allow somebody to poke a finger in your chest and tell you you're not who you can be and don't, uh, don't dream so big. Don't do this. Don't do that. Be happy with who you are. Yeah, be happy. Be happy with the journey. Um, toward your destination, but set a goal, set a destination, but most importantly, believe in yourself. Okay. All right. So before we leave here, I want you to think of this. How do you help? How do you get what you want in life? By helping another, other people get what they want, the power of helping others and good input, good output, stinking input, stinking output. So make sure what you input in your brain is something positive, something motivating and something that inspires you to be your very best. All right, everyone, until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Can't, I look forward to talking to you real soon, and can't wait to hear your comments and feedbacks. Have a great day. Bye-bye. 
Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.